Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Mindful Monday. This time, it's just me going back to the original series. I hope you enjoyed the last two episodes with Cyrus. Before we get into this one, just want to let you know a few things happening in the world of TED Talks. If you want uh, a VA and you listen to the episode with Imogen Cook, contact her. And if you mention TED Talks, she'll give you a discount over the cost of getting a VA. We've got Scott Baker properties on the podcast soon. Mention TED Talks to them. And again, you'll get 10% off the purchase price and of one of their courses. And Arjun was on the show from Calica Properties. Again, mention Tedge Talks and you get 10% off if you want him to find you a tenant for your HMOs if you're struggling. So there's a few offers there for everyone listening. Might be useful, might not be, but you know, we all love a cheeky discount. So I said to all these people, listen, you need to give the listeners something, a little sign, sign. So, uh, I've also got my podcast guide out at the moment with about 45 minutes of video content. It'll take you from zero to 60 and talk you through the whole process of starting a podcast, maintaining it, finding your why, the marketing, the branding, the physical setup, the digital setup, the software, videos of how I edit and techniques for you to be able to outsource your podcast. So if you're thinking of starting one, you should visit tedge-talks.com slash ebooks and have a look. Uh, it's had some really nice reviews so far. Uh, let me know if you are interested in you know me helping you as well launch your podcast. But check out that link first of all. Now on to today's podcast after that public service announcement. So I like to deliver value and I like listening to value. So I quite like, you know, five top tips, 10 top tips, because it just gets straight into the meat of it. Put it on three times speed and you can listen to things very quickly and actually learn quite a bit. So today we're talking about 10 things or my 10 tips for having a better mindset overall. The first one is smile more. Now biological research has shown that actually when you smile it releases various neurotransmitters and hormones such as serotonin and dopamine etc etc and these actually can lead to a lift in your mood and this has been researched so you know a bit of science behind it. But also try smiling at random times, even when you're upset and you'll realize you feel better or you kind of start to laugh or, you know, when you're on the phone and you're present or you're presenting, if you smile, you know, you should notice that your voice changes and it's a lot more positive when you are smiling. Uh, I think it takes less muscles to smile than to do some sort of other face. And, you know, as humans, we like positivity. We like smiles. We like happiness. If you're a smiley person... I'm not saying be ridiculously smiley and, and hurt your face for 20 minutes, but you know when you look a certain way, i.e. happy and positive, it gives off good energy, right? Good vibes. People want to be around you, so you're going to attract more towards yourself. Number two is say thank you more. It's very easy for us when we're in business, when we're working hard to just be direct and to the point, and which is good. I think you know we should be direct, but often we can forget to actually say thank you. you know, if someone's done something we kind of skip over it and just, okay, cool, that's great, uh, you know, what's next, or cool, good, done, 
you know, and, and, and just, just saying thank you, that little, little thing, you know, thank you, there's manners can make such a difference to how people perceive you and how you also perceive yourself and your relationships with people. Now, when you say thank you, yeah, most people might ignore it and say oh, that's normal, that's expected. But when you don't say it, that's when it becomes abnormal and people think, oh, not even a thank you. And you don't want that kind of thing to build up. So just remember, as busy as we are and as busy as everyone else is, you know, saying thank you it is one of the easiest but kindest things you can do. And it just makes sense, right, if someone's helped you. And, and a second point to this is be more complimentary. If you like what someone's wearing, if you like what someone said, their profile, a thought, something they posted on Instagram, their podcast, let them know. Leave a review, hint, hint. Tell them you love their shoes. Tell them you agree with what they said and it's so powerful. Comment on their stuff, right? Because, like, why not? Like, spread the love. If someone's doing something that you like, just say it, you know? Like, personally, I've always been someone who often cannot stop myself and will just say, oh my god, I love this, I love that, that's so cool, oh wow, dude, where'd you get that top from, I love that, you know, and my friends will will say this all day long, and when I meet new people, sometimes they look at me a bit weird, and I'm like, yeah, what's up, just just saying how I feel, uh, thirdly, meet more people, um, this, this mainly applies to people who are, you know, entrepreneurs, working for themselves, maybe working from home, who maybe haven't got a business partner, even if you have, you know, a lot of the time in this situation, you're alone. You haven't got someone to bounce ideas off. It can drive you crazy. And from personal experience, it did drive me crazy. It wasn't good for my mental health. And what I had to do was get out and meet people, understand people's journeys, make friends. And now I love making friends. That sounds so weird, but I just love meeting people, you know. And I've realized looking back at how many people I've met and learned from and these big players in property these people who are just starting out so many people have taught me so much that I have all this knowledge in my head that I can use and when I you know when I speak to people who potentially want to invest in me there's a lot of you know oh Ted we've seen you've spoken to you know the so and so we know they're really big in property you know you you must have learned a lot from them and learned how to de-risk things from them I'm like yeah totally so meeting people not only can big your reputation up and the trust people have of you, but for your mental health when you work, you know, sort of alone or in your own business, it is so necessary to get out there and meet people. Even if you're not a huge people person, I think it still helps. The fourth point is find your meditation. I touched on this in the last uh, Mindful Mondays. Now, my meditation is gym, in particular back day at the gym, because there's a lot of if you go to the gym, there's a lot of mind-muscle connection, especially on back exercises. Uh, I mean, you can do it on any of them, but I find it a lot easier on back exercises. And for me, that actually really gave me a sense of like mindfulness. And yeah, I meditate, I don't do much anymore. But when I started, I, I could do it. It wasn't sort of weird or difficult, but I found that it was a bit abstract. And I found that the gym, you know, gardening doing sort of, you know, what are menial tasks or um, listening to music, dancing, whatever it is, I found certain things. As much as the activity like the gym is a stressful exercise, right, it's an attack on your body, my mind was just tranquil. So don't think you have to meditate, but I would suggest finding your meditation, your type of meditation that works for you. The fifth point is sleep well. Sleeping is so underestimated. Now, Everyone needs, you know, slightly differing numbers of sleep, but if you do a bit of research online, you'll see that there is a number 
I believe it's seven to eight is ideal for adult humans. As, as well as the length, it's also the quality of sleep. Now, it's not too expensive to invest into like a fitness tracker. I think I got one from Lidl for like 20 quid. It was pretty bloody good. And that tracked your sleep in terms of the depth of it, the length in each sort of cycle. And it cost 20 quid. So I could analyze how well I was sleeping, how long it took to fall asleep from this little tool. And that was awesome because it really allowed me to then, you know, once I became aware of my sleep, it allowed me to then improve on it, which is what I did. And, you know, if you don't want one of those things, you can still do little things like, you know, stop looking at your phone an hour before bed. Don't eat three to four hours before you sleep. Uh, modern phones, I'm not sure about iPhones, but I know a lot of Androids, either Motorola has like a wind down light. So at, I think mine's at 11 p.m. It goes black and white, the screen. So you don't get that kind of blue light. Uh, I try not to look at a screen half an hour, 40 minutes before I go to bed. I try and read or just do something else. Uh, I don't look at my screen in bed, for example. I mean, I have very sensitive eyes, so I can't really, but I try not to. Um, drink lots of water, obviously not too much before you go to bed, because then you end up in the middle of the night having to get up and go for a bed, which is going to ruin your sleep cycle. Eat healthy and exercise are all going to help you get better sleep. I'm not a sleep psychologist or scientist, but there's some basic things you can do you know, for, for a lot of people, it's just getting sleep, getting a lot of good sleep is going to really, really help. And my, what point are we on now? One, two, three, four, five, six. My sixth point is rest and take time off. So linking to the sleep piece that I just said, people think it's very difficult to take holidays off because like, oh my God, that time off, I'm not working on the business. Like, I mean, it's only me in the business. There's going to be no ROI. Your return on investment from a holiday is huge. Because you come back refreshed, raring to go. You know, if you like traveling, then you've probably been traveling and then you've realized, oh my God, I love this whole holiday thing. When I get back, I am going to go ham and absolutely destroy this and take over in my business because I want this life where I can travel whenever. I mean, that's what happens to me. And also you feel refreshed, your mind is taken off things, you've eaten some incredible food, cheese, uh, you know, or any other type of food, you know, other foods are available, and you feel ready to come back and do better. So don't be afraid to take time off, to rest, like when you go, you know, you exercise, you need rest, it's where your body grows, uh, so don't be afraid to do that. My seventh point is, buy things that matter. So, you know, if you're into skincare, but you're cutting back on your whole life because you've quit your job and you know you want to have enough money to live your life, you should still live your semi-best life. Like, still go out there and buy Body Shop, buy Kiehl's, buy Clarins if, if we're talking that kind of money. You know, buy something that personally means a lot to you. Like, look, material things are not going to give you, you know, endless happiness and, you know, you're going to be sad in a Lamborghini, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, there are small things in your life that you know that don't cost that much, that are still useful, but are going to bring you joy and happiness and a sense of reward that you shouldn't necessarily cut out, right? So find a balance, find a way to live your semi-best life. Uh, because material things are nice, you know, we can't deny that, uh, unless you're a monk. Uh, so focus on things that matter to you and have meaning for you. Now, the eighth point is be positive. Linking to my point about smiling, this is more of an internal dialogue. Now, you know, 
you can be negative and expect the worst and hope for the best and fine, that's great. But when you're positive, when you approach things with a positive growth mindset and you approach people with a positive mindset, no matter what the challenge is or the obstacle, you find a way around it because you're not thinking, oh, it's the end of the world, refurb cost has gone up, oh, I didn't win the bid at the auction, oh, all these viewings, no properties. You think, mm-hmm, cool, didn't win the bid at the auction, not my problem, this is how much I can bid. This many viewings, okay, well, most people I've spoken to probably had about 60 before they got a few offers accepted. So really, I'm only halfway there. So that's cool. Uh, you know, ooh, refurb costs went up, cool, but I have a contingency and I understand property and this happens. So we're all good, you know, my return on cash left in is still way higher than anything else. We're good, right? And I think that level of positivity really can give you some positive... <laughs> results at the end of it and allow you to go through obstacles as opposed to seeing them as purely obstacles and that leads me to the ninth point which is be real and be realistic i know i said be positive a minute ago but this links nicely because you should be you know realistically positive if you're super positive that you're going to buy 100 hmos in three months i say to you sure why not however Let's be real. Have you got five, six million to do that? Have you got the deals? Have you got the solicitors? Have you got this? Have you got everything in place to do that? And do you want everything in place? And do you want to not sleep? You know, and it's just that level of realism, right? Which is like, look, people say, oh, don't know your limitations. Go crazy. You know, you can achieve anything. And I, I sort of agree with that. And I also agree with know your limitations. There are practical limitations to anything we can do. So just know those. And I think, look, you know, you're not an idiot. You know what the practical limitations are. You know what's realistic. I mean, when you start, it can be tough to know what's realistic because everyone around you is buying a one HMO a month and everyone on the podcast is doing all these incredible things. But again, you know, there's a balance that you'll find from being self-aware, from hearing other people's stories, looking at your own situation and seeing what you can achieve. So don't put a cap on your, you know, what you can achieve, but, you know, be realistic with it in the practical sense. Now, my last point, so this is going to be a nice, quick, short podcast for you, is be patient, but not too patient. Patience will... Patience can do a lot of things. It can kill a deal, it can make a deal. Patience can make you very rich or it can make you very poor. It's all about how you are patient, you know. It's like the content of what people say is important, but it's, what's also really important is how they say it. So with patience, it's about how you apply it. Now, there are certain things, and this is the practicality element, that will take a bit of time. Conveyancing, ugh. Waiting for a mortgage, ugh. Filling in forms, ugh. And yes, there are occasions and, and certain lenders and things that will make sure this isn't so ugh and is a lot better. <laughs> Excuse my bad vocab there. Can't find a word to replace ugh. But you get what I'm saying. Now, when you have a certain level of patience, <laughs> these things don't bother you because they're all part of the process which you love and you know that they're going to happen and you're ready for it. With a positive, realistic mindset, you can be patient. If a vendor says no, that's cool. Thank you, Mr. Mrs. Vendor. The offer is there for as long as you need it or for this long. I can wait. Don't worry about it. You know, having the patience that actually, oh, you want financial freedom with buy to lets. Okay, so how long have you got to get there? Three months. That's not happening. You know, 
looking at the cash flow from them, looking at how much money you might have in your bank account, maybe that's not realistic for you. So having the patience that is realistic, but also positive, you know, combining the last two I said, I think is the key to keeping a calm mindset and and remaining persistent and consistent because you understand, look, things are going to take a little bit longer. Things are going to take a bit of time, but that's all part of the process, which again, like I said before, you'll learn to love. So I hope these 10 things have been useful, have been useful. Just to summarize, they were smile more, say thank you and be more complimentary, meet more people, find your meditation, sleep well, rest and take time off, buy the little things that matter, be positive, be real and be patient. Thank you everyone for listening. If you've liked this, please leave a review. Mindful Mondays are back uh, at least for a few weeks. Again, if you're liking these in particular or you've got any topics you want me to philosophize or ponder about, send them over. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube for more great content.